everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's March 31st. It's 2021. And we have 10 NBA games to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how's it going, my friend? Not too bad. Making a decent amount of money tonight. So really can't complain. Plus, most wonderful time of the year is upon us in just, depending on when you're listening to this, 36 to 24 hours, whatever it is. Yeah, we got baseball. We'll be talking baseball on the podcast for Thursday. There'll also be a basketball podcast as well. So, yes, it will be busy month of April. Um, I'm excited for it, though. Like you said, baseball's back. You know, we'll have some basketball getting closer to playoff time. So that's when it becomes a little bit more predictable where the minutes are going to come and stuff and which teams are really, like, trying and which teams are trying to lose. So, um, so yeah, well, we got a lot of stuff going on here. And, um, you know, you and I will be recording the opening day podcast tomorrow afternoon. So it'll be up early um, for everybody to listen to for the first podcast of the baseball season. So we are presented by superdraft.com. Use promo code grinders over there. Take advantage of the awesome bonuses that they got going on. They got a ton of stuff going on right now. Like, you know, they, they obviously are rolling out baseball. They got basketball. They got golf. Um, you know, we'll have a morning grind play of the day for Super Draft for baseball tomorrow. So we're not going to get into that right now, but we'll definitely talk scoring and that kind of stuff over there as well. But basketball, it's in full swing. They got a $5,000 jump shot, 5000 to first place jump shot um, over there for today's slate. So make sure you guys are checking that out. They got NHL daily. Like I said, they got golf. They got NASCAR. They got MMA. They got a ton of stuff. Not really using a salary cap. Definitely, you know, digging the multiplier system over there. So if you haven't checked it's them out. so much fun for baseball. It yes. is so much fun. Especially when you get that low-owned home run. Um, that low-owned 2x home run or double home run where you're immediately like 90 points ahead of everyone else. Yep. So make sure you guys are checking that out. Like I said, we'll talk more baseball um, tomorrow on the podcast. So. Let's jump in. Ten games to talk about here. Um, we get started with Portland at Detroit. 220.5 total here. Portland favored by 6.5. Um, Collins and Little are both out. And then on the Detroit side, Dumbaya is questionable. Ellington's doubtful. Hayes, McGruder, Okafor, DSJ all remain out. Uh, Grant, start me off here. What are you looking at here for Portland? I still feel like Lillard's a little bit too high priced, but I'm never going to argue with him in a tournament just because he can have that Lillard game, even with McCollum back and put up 70 points. I mean, he's been shooting pretty bad since Lillard came back. I think over the last five games, he's shooting around 35% from the field. So he can definitely have a big night at any given time, but his price tag at 9.5K is just a little bit too high for me. I think McCollum's better play. Been getting decent volume, playing a boatload of minutes, high 30s in every single game over the last four games, and he's been chucking like we saw this earlier on this season um it was more McCollum than it was Lillard for a long time and I, I they're still going to do a ton but McCollum's a definitely cheaper guy at 8k I think he's definitely someone you can use in tournaments pal not getting the workload not getting the minutes Cantor still too overpriced considering that Nurk is back Covington always fine in tournaments now is the one I want to use but one of these days Nurk is going to have a big game like i don't think it's happening yet i mean limited in 19 minutes in the last two games but some game soon he's gonna put up a 40 45 point outburst and play 25 26 minutes i don't think this is be the game i don't think he's gonna get into get that many minutes i'll probably try and bring him back a little bit slowly 
Uh, but just saying, watch out for that for the future. But McCollum is definitely the only guy that I'm really interested in over in Portland. All right. Yeah, like, you know, Lillard was in the 35 to 45 range for usage with McCollum out. Ever since McCollum has come back, it's gone down to 26 to really like 30. I think he had one game that he was at like 34. Um, so Lillard's usage definitely going down when McCollum back. Like you said, McCollum at the beginning of the season, we were we were definitely talking about him more. I don't mind taking tournament shots on McCollum here at 8K. His price is definitely finally caught up with the production. Uh, but outside of that, like, I, Norman Powell's there too. So, like, we'll have to kind of, like, continue to monitor what we're looking at here with Norman Powell um, in, in this rotation. Covington, all these guys, like, the secondary pieces, like, Norman Powell being there adds enough of a secondary piece where it's, like, we'll definitely have to wait and see. Um just over the next couple weeks, what the rotations look like here. Uh, as far as the Pistons go, you know, obviously a lot of guys out, you know, Grant is someone that can have big games, but he's been atrocious in the second half so far. Um, you know, the first half of the season, he was great. I just, this is such a tough team to like anything. Yeah, I mean, Diallo seems a little bit cheap at 4,600. I know he had that pretty big game, and there is enough injuries where I think they might end up giving him a few more minutes. Like, they're obviously not trying to get a good traffic. They're not trying to win anything. So I think they end up giving him a lot more run uh, as things go on. And with all the injuries, I think this could be a game where he gets a decent amount of run. The way the system's set up, he could end up shooting the ball 15, 20 times um, in a game if they just let him go with it. And if Grant's not on the floor as much, um, so Diallo's, I feel like the main play here. I don't mind going with Saban Lee or Corey Joseph. Both of them are cheap enough without DSJ in there, without, uh, Ellington probably playing without all these guys that are out. I think that he could, either one of those guys could end up being their price tag of 4k and 4.3k, but Diallo, I think is the play here. Um, Grant, I'm not going to trust Plumley getting his minutes eaten into way too much with Stewart. Um, Stewart's probably a little bit cheap but not much and there's a big enough slate where i don't think i'm gonna end up going there so dl is the play and saving lee and joseph are both fine salary relief plays depending on what ends up opening up on the slate yeah i don't i don't love this spot i i get it i just i don't i don't love it like you know it's just one of those things so Let's, let's keep on going here. Miami at Indiana taking on the Pacers. Uh, 216 total. Miami favored by one and a half in this game. Haslam's out. None is questionable. Oladipo's out from Miami. And then on the Pacers side, Lamb is questionable. McDermott's questionable. And TJ Warren remains out. Start here with Miami. Um, no Oladipo playing in this game. Kendrick Nunn questionable. What are we looking at here for the Heat? I think it comes down to the none news. If none ends up missing, it's definitely a bump to Drogic and Hero. Both of them, they're in a decent matchup going up against Indy. Both of them are a bit underpriced at 5.4 and 5.1K. Both of them can end up crushing that price tag. Butler's price tag has come down enough to 8.8K, where I think you have to consider him in tournaments. Yes, it's been a little while since he's had that those triple doubles and just absolutely crush games, and obviously Bam and being in there hurts him, but this price tag is just seems a bit too cheap. Um, so regardless of none ends up playing, I think Butler is definitely a guy that you can play in tournaments to put off some of the chalkier plays, but your own Drogic are really in play. If none ends up missing, definitely an uptick in minutes, probably a little bit of an uptick in usage. 
Uh, outside of that, not really looking at Robinson, not really looking at Ariza, but it, it, it's the guards and Butler. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of what I'm leaning towards as well. I don't even love Butler at 8,800. I think he's somewhat expensive. I think like ceiling-wise, I'd probably take a shot on Bam. He's averaging 47 fantasy points in two meetings against the Pacers this season. Um, if none sits, I think Goran Dragic is okay. Um, he could potentially play a couple extra minutes, but I don't love it. Um, let's go to the Pacers side. Anything standing out to you here for the Pacers? Brogdon's fine, but I can't really trust his minutes. It's a bad matchup versus Miami. It's a slow-paced matchup. So, again, don't really argue with Sabonis or Brogdon or even Levert any given time, but I, I'm probably full-on fading the Pacers. It's just not a good matchup. None of their prices are too small. The minutes are kind of not as secure as they were earlier on the season with Sabonis and with Brogdon because they have enough bodies. So just full-on fade of the Pacers, I think, is the right move here. Moving on, we got Dallas at Boston. No total in this game. Willie Cauley-Stein, J.J. Redick out. Uh, Jalen Brown is the reason that we don't have a total in this one. He's questionable. Langford's questionable. Semi and Thompson are out. Um, what do you like here for Dallas? Luca or Porzingis. That's it. And I prefer Harden drastically to Luca. Uh, Porzingis, always a guy that's in play for tournaments, can take over a game, can put up a big outing. He's been playing pretty well recently, although some of that was without Luca, But – it's, it's just those two guys. Like, it's it's that simple. It's not a great matchup versus Boston. I don't really trust anyone else with both Luka and Porzingis playing. If we get news that one of them sitting, you can play the other guy. But realistically, like, don't really want to play anyone from Dallas. Like, Hardaway, Richardson, Brunson, any of those guys can have decent games. But it, it, it's just a bad spot overall. There are quite a few cross-off games or cross-off teams on the slate, considering how big it is and how many uh, – or one or two important injuries in one or two important spots. So, yeah, I'm, I'm probably just going to fade Dallas altogether, but not going to argue for GPPs with Luca or Porzingis just because Harden's probably going to draw a decent amount of ownership. Yeah, and Porzingis is under 8K. You know, that's kind of when we look to, you know, jump on playing Porzingis. So, Luca's always a guy that you could take shots on. Like, he hasn't had, like, a real ceiling game over the last couple games. So, he's kind of due for a ceiling game. So, you know, definitely put up 60 the first time these two teams met. Uh, Boston, like, everything really depends on Jalen Brown. Um, if Jalen Brown ends up sitting here, it's a huge bump to Kimba. It's a bump to Smart. It's a bump to Tatum. Um, what are we looking at here for Boston? Yeah, that's basically it. If Brown ends up playing, then everyone's fine. But no, don't really want to play anyone. I mean, Robert Williams would be my favorite if Brown ends up playing um, if Brown ends up missing, then yeah, big bump to Tatum. We saw what he did the other night in that game. He just absolutely crushed and big increase in usage to both Kemba, Tatum. Fournier just looked awful against New Orleans, um, but I'm not expecting that to continue. Still, his price tag is kind of where it was over on Orlando, and the usage is not going to be the same on Boston as it was over in Orlando. So until his price tag drops drastically, it can get hot at any given time, but that price tag doesn't leave – leave room for a whole lot of upside and has a whole lot of potential downside. So I'm probably off of Fournier for a long time, but Williams in play regardless. No one else is in play really, unless Brown ends up missing. That's big bump to Tatum, big bump to Kemba smarts in play. Moving right along. We got Houston at 
Brooklyn, no total in this game. Exum, Gordon, Nawaba out. John Wall, questionable. He's the reason we don't have a total in this one. Um, and on the Brooklyn side, LaMarcus Aldridge and Kevin Durant are out. Um, let's start here with Houston. What are we looking at here for Houston? I mean, it kind of depends on the John Wall news. If John Wall ends up playing, I think that him or Christian Wood are in play. Um, if John Wall ends up missing, big bump to Kevin Porter. Matchup versus Brooklyn, I feel like it was a game where he could take over offensively. Tate, I feel like, is in play. Linux, if with Wood coming back, I don't expect him to get the boatload of minutes he got the other night. So, I mean, they may run at the four a little bit, but more than likely I'm going to be off of him. So it all comes down to John Wall news, but mostly paying up. This game is a potential blowout, so I'm not really using Wood or Wall or Porter unless I'm using it as a bring back over on the Brooklyn side. Um, but, yeah, like it's a matchup versus Brooklyn. We know the usage of Wood. We know the usage of Wall. We know what Kevin Porter can do if Wall and, obviously, Oladipo being gone are both out, and he's going to have to take over a little bit more usage. His price tag is 6 k and this matchup is not terrible if he's going to end up with a big usage bump and be running the point. So it kind of depends on that. And on John Wall's news is kind of where I'll end up going. But I think regardless, if you're going to stack up a game, this is not a bad one to stack up, hoping that it stays close. I'm not really sure what the spread is right now, but I'm guessing it's at least double digits. It's not up yet. Um, yeah. It, 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 they're not going to put up a line until they get more information on John Wall. So. We'll have to kind of wait and see. But, yeah, if John Wall um, doesn't end up playing, like, give me all the Kevin Porter Jr. Um, if Christian Wood plays, give me Christian Wood. Uh, it's a massive – and, like, if Christian Wood, for some reason, doesn't end up playing in this game, which it sounds like he's going to, Kelly O. Give me all yeah. the Kelly O. I think Kelly O's in play regardless, but if Wood's out, uh, Kelly O. You think Let's he's going to get a decent amount of run? Like his price tag obviously isn't too bad. Um, I'm just worried about, his, I guess at 5.2 K, he did play 25 minutes and he does a lot in that system. And there's not really a whole lot of guys to, you know, the usage you're, you're kind of talking me on to him a little bit. Well, Wood's been out the last two games, hasn't he? Like, it, was so he out the game against Minnesota? I know he's out against Memphis. Um, Did they... Yeah, because it was a back-to-back against Minnesota. They played Minnesota back-to-back days, and, like, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. I'm pulling it Yeah, up. you might be right. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they, they played back-to-back days against Minnesota, and, like, Wood sat the second end of the back-to-back. Um, maybe. Maybe not. I can check here. Really oh, yeah, sure. they did. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, you're right. I'm, not, I'm not losing my mind. Okay. So they haven't, we don't know. They haven't played together yet. So we really don't have an idea, but I still think there's 25 minutes and it's Brooklyn. Like, you know, uh, if for some reason Christian Wood doesn't play, man, just Kelly O. Uh, Brooklyn side, I kind of think James Harden is going to be pretty popular here, right? I mean, revenge. I I think he's going to be very motivated in this game. Yeah, and he's been unreal over, what, the last month? Like it's just it's James Harden. Like he's he's playing at a ridiculous level to match it versus Houston. It's a revenge game, and he is going up against the fourth fastest paced team in the league. Like there's going to be a ton of points scored for by Brooklyn. It's just all about is Houston going to score points on the other side. And I mean, like I said, it's a good game stack game depending on what value ends up opening up. Um, but yeah, Harden is a fantastic play. Kyrie is fine, but I like. I'm just more of a play in the narrative here. And I mean, we haven't seen Kyrie hit 60 in a while. 
So I, I'm just all all systems on Harden, but I'm mostly going to be bringing it back over on Superdraft. You can stack it up real easy because there's no salary cap over there. Um, moving on, we got Utah at Memphis, two thirty total. Utah favored by seven and a half. Utah's clean as far as injuries. Memphis, Triple J, and uh, Winslow. Sorry, Mitchell got ruled out late tonight. Did he? Yeah, so it changes quite a bit. Uh, personal issue. All right. And then um, Allen is questionable for Memphis. Um, Grayson, right? Yeah, Grayson Allen. Well, Utah now um, with Mitchell out, that's huge. That's big yeah. news. Um, that's really big news. Play The everyone. Jingles. The Jingles. Jingles, Conley is probably my least favorite, but Conley's definitely in play at 5.8K versus Memphis. Clarkson, Bogdanovich, like Gobert, everyone. Play everyone. Like Mitchell is such a large amount of usage. Like Clarkson is the play. His minutes are going to go up. His usage will absolutely be there. He'll probably shoot the ball 20 times. Like Clarkson's an absolutely fantastic play because he's going to play 30 minutes, and it's against Memphis. Jingles will get into the starting lineup and he will run the point at this amount. And he's going to be chucking the whole game and he's going to play 30 some on minutes. Like jazz are going to be incredibly popular. And there's a very good reason for that. And just play everyone. Yeah. Jingles. Um, don't forget about Rudy Gobert in this one either. Um, uh, he's someone that could potentially, fall by the wayside because everybody's going to be playing Clarkson and they'll be playing Conley and, and Joe Ingles, but don't forget about him. And I don't know if I take shots on Bogdanovich, but I guess you could or Royce O'Neal. Anything that you like here from Memphis? I mean, same thing kind of every single night, like Morant in tournaments, especially big field tournaments, not match versus Utah. Isn't great. Obviously, they don't give up a ton of points, but it's a 230 total, and this game's probably going to end up being closer because Mitchell's not in there, so Morant is going to be the guy that gives you upside. Like, he's had he had a 55-point game against Utah, what, three games ago? So we could potentially see it again if this game stays close to second, and he did terrible because it was a blowout. But, yeah, it, it's Morant for me. And I preface that by saying I play him every single night, and he's destroyed me a lot of days, and he's helped me a lot of days, so... Always a guy that's in play for tournaments. I think it was a great spot to go with him, especially if you're bringing it back with some Utah guys. Good old fashioned John Morant. I I, I love playing Morant, like especially because Utah's going to be popular here. Um, love running it back with like Morant. That's really it. Like you, I, you could play Valanciunas on any given night, but man, he is so up and down. Uh, so is John Morant. So they kind of yeah, yeah, they they're too. No team I hate stacking more than Memphis half the time, and the other half of the time is just fantastic. Two peas in a pod, right? Toronto at OKC, uh, 223 total here. Toronto favored by seven and a half. Bembry's out, McCall is out, and Watson is out. And then OKC, Baisley, Dort, SGA, and Mascala are out. Let's start with Toronto. What's standing out to you here for the Raptors? I mean, Van Vliet's salary seems like it's a little bit low. Um, don't mind him. Don't mind Siakam. I mean, it's kind of the same thing with the Raptors. Ever. I think OG's probably the best play. Getting a decent amount of men and then getting ends up staying close. He'll play mid-30s. Um, if someone ends up getting ruled out, he'll play a boatload of minutes. But it, it's, it's, it's Toronto. It's a game versus OKC. I'm guessing 
this has a still has a decent chance of a blowout, but like just not a great spot. I mean, the spread's only set at seven and a half, but I think that it's still probably going to end up being a blowout. And the total is only two twenty three. Like I get their price tag are fine, so I don't mind taking any of these guys as one offs, but none of them really stand off the board to me. Yeah, like I think you could take shots on like Van Vliet. I think you could take shots on Siakam, but you know, if this game doesn't stay close, these guys aren't going to get there. On the OKC side of things, like I don't know, man. Good luck figuring this team out. Like Moses Brown is still the guy that I want to play. I, I know Roby had a good game the other night, but I, I think you could take shots on both of them. I just Moses Brown is a hustler, man. This dude's going to have like 20 rebound games. Yeah, yeah, no, like, I mean, he just, the reason he did bad the other night is just he wasn't playing well. Like, he shot one for five from the field, four for ten from the free throw line, still ended up with 24 points, like, and didn't get a double-double. I think that, yeah, he's a threat for a 20-20 night almost any given night. You look at his game log and 23 rebounds, 12 rebounds, 18 rebounds, 14 rebounds, 16 rebounds over the last six games. He has 50-point upside. He's the main guy in that offense. He's the guy that they're developing. He's the guy that they've already given an extra con- contract to. So he's the play. I mean, Melvin's fine. I think he offers a little bit of upside. Um, he's going to play about a load of minutes if this game ends up staying close. So if you bring it back with Van Vliet or Siakam or OG, then he's a guy that I don't mind throwing in there. Um, but yeah, predominantly just Moses Brown. This guy is going to play a good amount of minutes, 30 plus minutes every given night when a game stays close and he's going to be getting all the boards and he's going to be doing a significant amount of stuff on offense. Yep. Outside of like the big guys, man, I don't know. Malden, but yeah. Super draft. It was like OKC, like really cheap on super draft. Uh, I'll check, not cheap, but, but high multipliers. I mean, yeah. The main thing is like I, the main guy I would want to play is Moses Brown, but he's at 1.25x. I think looking around super draft. Roby is at 1.75. He's definitely a guy that would be in play over there, but Maldon's at 1.65. I don't think it was the right straight or right slate to be playing him. Like no one's really that. The guy caught on that any of these guys can have a huge outburst without SGA. So they've lowered the multipliers on him. New York at Minnesota, two nineteen and a half total here. New York favored by three and a half. Um, Robinson's out. Rose is questionable. Minnesota side, Okaji is questionable and Russell is out. Um, anything standing out to you here for the Knicks? I mean, it's a good matchup for. Randall is just, I don't know if I want to be paying up for him as opposed to other guys. Like he can put up 60 points, but he hasn't been playing especially well recently. Still always has a 60 point game in him and a match versus Minnesota is the perfect spot for him to do it. Um, Noel seems a little bit cheap considering his upside 4,900, but there's other better plays in that range. I can name like four of them just on Utah alone. So don't know if he'll make the build. Um, if Rose ends up missing, I think Peyton or quickly are both in play play like they're obviously going to be running the point the majority of the game there they're 4.1 and 4.9 k both of them will be in play if rose is out and uh, gives a little uptick in usage probably to barrett who isn't terrible at 7k um and should play high 30s minutes especially if rose into being out just a few extra guard minutes in there so it's randall it's barrett and then it's quickly in peyton if rose ends up missing yeah definitely quickly if rose is out um 
You know, Randall should smash in the spot. You know, at 9,700, I think he's someone that could potentially be lower owned here too. So um, Julius Randall against Minnesota, lower owned. Sign me up. The only thing that I'm somewhat worried about here is like the Knicks have been playing good defense and like maybe this is a spot Minnesota struggles to keep the game close. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to the Minnesota? I mean, don't really want anyone. Edwards and Towns are fine. Like I prefer Edwards just because he's priced at 7K. It seems like a little bit low of a price tag, but it's a slow-paced matchup. Could be a blowout. New York's a good defensive team. Like I just don't see any real value in any of these guys. And I mean, now Beasley being back kind of just eats into a little bit of usage for these guys. I, I just don't see it. Don't see this as a real good spot for anyone. And Edwards is just a little bit of a mispricing, but it makes sense considering the matchup. Um, yeah. Sacramento at San Antonio. 232 total. Um, San Antonio favored by two and a half. Bagley is out. Whiteside's questionable. Bates Diop and Trey Lyles are out for San Antonio. Um De'Aaron Fox, Grant. This guy has been on fire and you know i was kind of looking into him the other day and outside of last game he has been like over 28 percent usage in like four of his last five games um i mean he's been averaging 30 points during the month of month of per game uh real life points per the month of march i think and he's playing a boatload of minutes he's fantastic yeah and the thing too about this is these two t- t- teams just played and like it was a little out of hand, but he if the game stays close, he gets what six more minutes at, at and then he like probably puts up over fifty again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. If he plays thirty eight minutes, he generally is gonna put up twenty to twenty five shot attempts, and he'll put up a whole lot more points. But yeah, he's nine point three k. Same match we saw the other night where I only played for mostly the first three quarters, a little bit run in the fourth quarter. He's got a price decrease. So, yeah, I mean, Fox is a good play. I feel like Halliburton's a little bit underpriced. Holmes is a great spot. If Whiteside ends up missing, we can expect a few more minutes out of Holmes. Um, I know he didn't get into the high 30s in the last game, but uh, he very easily could have had the game stay close. So, Holmes, I feel like, is a real good play at 7,500, but Fox is the play in Halliburton. Um, probably not playing Barnes and Hyde, but yeah, Fox is just ridiculous. Yeah, like I think he's really the only guy that I want here. It's a 10 game slate. I feel like he has the highest ceiling. Sure, you could play Holmes. Like, I'm not going to talk you out of it. Um, I, I think you could take shots on him. Barnes just with, with Fox just doing everything that he's been doing here recently it's really just crushed the value of like Halliburton and Fox or not Fox um, Barnes. So um, I think Fox and Holmes is fine. Um, let's go to the San Antonio side of things. Like uh, it seems like it feels like DeMar DeRozan is too cheap. Yeah, he definitely is. I mean, he obviously got a little bit of a price decrease after the last game. It's matchup versus Sacramento in the last game. He just wasn't shooting well and, DeJounte Murray was having a game, plus he didn't get run the fourth quarter. I feel like DeRozan's a better play than DeJounte, although I'm not going to argue with either. Kelvin Johnson just not getting enough minutes. Like, I don't really want to play him if he's only going to get mid to high 20s in minutes. 
Hurdle, I feel like is a little bit underpriced at 5,800. Um, should get a lot of minutes in this game. Been getting over 30 inches the last three, even though one was a blowout. It's a match versus Sacramento, who's just terrible, specifically versus everyone, but especially versus bigs. Um, so I think Pirtle's in play, but the Rosen, yeah, it seems like a mispricing here. It's 7,600, considering what his usage is likely to be. If this game stays close, then he could easily end up in the 50-point range. He's he's probably my favorite. I, I think DeJounte Murray is someone you could take shots on at 7K in this matchup. But outside of these two guys, is there anybody else that you, like, trust? Like, Podol, sure. As much as we want to play the talented Keldon Johnson, he's just he, – he hasn't been playing well. Yeah, I don't really trust anyone on San Antonio ever. So I can't really tr- – like, I'm not trusting White. I'm not again not trusting Kelvin Johnson's minutes. Like I don't like trusting DeRozan and Pirtle, but DeRozan's probably the most consistent guy, and Pirtle has shown some upside and some decent minutes lately. And I just really like the matchup. Yeah, we finish or no? We have two more games. Um, I mm. for some reason I did not want to talk about the Chicago game. Um. We got the Bucks and the Lakers, 222 total here. Milwaukee favored by eight and a half. Um, Kirk's Portis, Tucker out, AD, LeBron out. First of all, why is Milwaukee only favored by eight and a half in this game? Um, Drummond's coming back, or Drummond's playing. Good for him. Um, give me, like, you could already write this down for my favorite against the, sp- against the spread or over under. Um, give me Milwaukee minus eight and a half. Um what do you like here for the Bucks? Nothing. I mean, Giannis is fine, is but prefer Harden. Drew's price tag seems a little bit low, but obviously he's a little bit inconsistent. It's match versus Lakers. It's only a two twenty total, which is pretty darn low for the Bucks. Like they're gonna, gonna blow gonna, them out. This game, yeah, I, I like full on fade pretty much for this game. Yeah, uh, like I'm out. <laughs> yeah, no Drummond's interest. not even on the in the player. He's not pool. even in the player pool. He is over on Super Draft, one point five x. He could be a little bit interesting there if they just decide to give him a boatload of minutes. Yeah, out. I'm out. <laughs> like, yeah, just I'm out. Like, yeah, there's just nothing in this game. Like, I could name three guys that I'd rather play over Giannis on the slate. Middleton. 8100 in a game that I don't think is going to stay remote, like stay close. Like, if I'm playing anybody from the Bucks here, it's Giannis's brother. Like, that that would be the guy that I'd be taking shots on here just because, like, Portis is out. If this game doesn't stay close, he could play like 20, 25 minutes. He's 3900. Like, he's the guy that I'm taking the shot on in this one, but. And then Lakers. I, I have no interest in the Lakers. Like Kyle Kuzma at 73. You could take shots on him in, in large field tournaments. He is someone that could put up over 40. We don't know what type of role Harrell's going to have with Drummond there. Like, I'm going to take the we already know that his, yeah, his minutes are going to go down. For some reason, they don't want to play Harrell, right? Like, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's weird. All right. We are going to finish with Chicago at Phoenix. No total in this game. It's a back-to-back for Phoenix. Um, and we have some huge news here. Late game. And we have Zach Levine questionable. Temple doubtful and White questionable. We're going to start with the Chicago side. Um, 
Zach Levine ankle is not great was the report from Billy Donovan, um, the old Gator coach, the old ball coach. Um, let's talk Bulls, man. Like this could be a spot that Vooch is going to be needed for big time usage and he's 9,100. Yep. Yeah, this could be a Vooch just destroy spot here, um, depending on if Levine ends up playing or not. Problem is we won't have that news. Next part is Super Draft. You can always swap some stuff around. Um, but yeah, Vooch, 9.1K, probably not high enough of a price tag if Levine ends up missing because he's going to have just a ridiculous usage. If Levine's out. I mean, I'm just assuming Wise out. Um, Sadoransky at 4.5K seems a little bit too cheap. Probably get a usage bump too if Levine ends up being out, but he's going to play a lot of minutes. Williams, I don't hate at 4.1K. Could do a little bit more on the offensive end. Like everyone's going to get a big uptick if Levine ends up missing. It's just that simple. Like I don't expect Levine to play based on the words um, Donovan said. So as of right now, I'm just kind of treating it like Levine's not going to tra- play. And maybe we'll have news early in the morning, but. Sadoransky, very much in play, far too cheap. Williams, far too cheap. Vooch can crush. Even Thad Young or Markinen, like Markinen could see a little bit of uptick in minutes um, just because he'll need someone that can score in there. Uh, and he's 4,800. Like, it's just when you get that usage hole that Levine just creates by being in the game and it's just gone, then everyone has a huge uptick. Yeah, it and like – because some pieces have moved around for Chicago, it's not going to even show what type of usage um, is here. But yeah, if if Levine and White don't play, Sadoransky is a lock. Um, and then after that, like, love Vooch, but I really don't like, I don't know, is it going to be Archie? Like, we really don't know who would be like the backup point um for chicago if both of those guys end up playing or out um let's talk phoenix if if levine plays and white plays like i don't have a ton of interest in anybody from chicago yeah Yeah, no one um any interest here in the suns i mean this game could end up being a blowout but i mean booker is probably the right guy like obviously good matchup uh for everyone going up against chicago i mean booker's been in decent form lately they're on the second of a back-to-back, though. I mean, honestly, Aiton is going to give you some upside, um, but he might have his hands full and could get into foul trouble going up against Vooch. So, like, I'm, I'm basically throwing Paul Booker or Aiton in if I'm bringing it back with a few Chicago guys and kind of going under the assumption that Levine's not going to play. Um, you can also move some stuff around, throw some more guys in, and then always switch over from Levine over to Booker or over to Chris Paul if you uh, if he ends up getting ruled out and you kind of planned on him playing. Yeah, I think, like, most of my interest for Phoenix is usually Booker and Paul. Um, I think Booker's probably the guy that I would take shots on, but I don't know. I don't if if Levine plays – I don't really love this game in general. If Levine's out, I'll definitely have shots or, or take a shot on like Booker and Paul running back like Vooch um, and Sadoransky. But yeah, that's about it. 
Uh, before we get into the morning grind game, let's play over there on Super Draft. Let's play our Super Draft play of the day. I go first. This is the only time I ever go first, and it's just because Grant plays a ton over there. He probably has a list of 100 people um, that he likes. Was I close? Is it 100? Ten games late, you're probably somewhat close. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm gonna go first, and my super draft play of the day is the jingles. It's the jingles man 1.6x. Um, that news came out, you know, right before we got started. Um, I didn't even see it. Grant saw it. Good call. Uh, but yeah, Joe Ingles 1.6x. We know that he handles the ball a lot. Um, whenever Conley or Mitchell miss, so really like Joe Ingles in this spot. Yeah, no, it's pretty much the entire Utah team. I mean, Conley's at 1.55x, Clarkson's at 1.6x, Ingles at 1.55x. I mean, you can even go with Bogdanovich at 1.8x. Could see a drastic increase in usage. Um, but, yeah, over at guard, like I have a sh- super draft show tomorrow, but Harden's going to be the chalk play. Even at 1x, he's still probably going to end up with 65, 70 points in this spot because he's James Harden. Um Fox is a good play at 1.3x. Porter becomes an all right play, but not great at 1.35x. It's the Utah guys, though, and potentially Tatum if if Brown ends up missing. Outside of that, like forward, there's a lot of good options, but Holmes is good at 1.4x. Drummond, I think you can play over there at 1.5x for tournaments because if he, if he does get 31, 32, 33 minutes in this spot, which wouldn't surprise me at all, he can end up crushing, crushing. You can swap over from Vooch and just plan on playing Vooch at 1.2x, who's in play regardless if Levine plays it or not. But over there, you can just mass player swap over from Vooch to Drummond if you got some room to make up or if Levine ends up playing. But, yeah, that's, that's kind of the strategy over on Superdraft tomorrow. All right, let's play the morning grind game. Grant, get us started here. Favorite play under 5K uh, to go 7x. Uh, I'm going to assume that Levine's out. I'm going to go with Sadoransky. Yeah, good uh, good assumption. Um, I'm going to assume that Derrick Rose doesn't play, and I'm going to go quickly. So, I get uh, Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Going to go with Lillard. I like it. I'm going to go Giannis. I don't think that game's going to stay close. You're going to see a common theme here. Um, favorite 6X play, who do you got today? this is a tougher one I and mean, there's a whole uh, i mean i guess i'll let you have jingling joe i'll take clarkson yeah i already said it like joe ingles love joe ingles today 6x uh let's get weird gpp play of the day who do you got i'm gonna go with porter if wallens up missing if not then it's moran i don't know if porter is going to be low on get, the wall misses yeah yeah so um i'm gonna go darren fox i really don't think darren fox is gonna get a ton of ownership today at 9.3k over there on DraftKings. um so yeah uh anything standing out to you game selection wise fanduel DraftKings, or super draft yeah super draft they got i i think that they're um gonna double check here but i think they changed their price structure yeah so it's it's only 15 percent to first for their eight dollar competition um which I think is way better. Uh, yeah, like it's a flatter payout than the $20 competition. So not quite 2x last, but payout top 25%, 30%. Um, a little bit flatter payout, but that that's 
that's when I plan on maxing out tomorrow. I max it out today, and I think I'm winning it today. We'll see how things go. The last two games are still on right now, and someone's someone's catching up on me. Don't jinx yourself. Um, I'm going to go over to FanDuel. I did um, – I think I did expensive yesterday, so I'm going to go cheap today. They have a three-entry max $1 tournament. It's called the NBA SWAT. If you're trying to hone in your three-entry max skills, this is a good tournament. It pays 25% of the field. You're not going to get rich off this contest. It's more on learning how to build three-entry max teams and how to kind of set your exposures and stuff like that on a three-entry max build. So, you know, this is a good one. There's a lot of people in this tournament, 5,900 people. You go up in stakes to five or 10 or 20 three-entry max, 100 three-entry max, 150, whatever you're doing, you're going to see a lot less people. So if you can hone in your skills on a bigger contest like this, um, it will definitely make you better in the long run. Uh, over, under, against the spread, anything standing out to you? I mean, you already took the bucks. I mean, I'll go it's with happening. the plus yeah. two and a half. Yeah, like Milwaukee minus eight and a half is crazy. Like honestly, Bucks or the Kings plus or plus one fourteen is probably a pretty good bet. I expect that to go down to almost plus one hundred by the time morning rolls around. Just because I mean they just blew them out, and Kings of Fox have been playing fantastic. Yeah, I think taking the Kings money line is the way to go there. Uh, that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking baseball, and there'll be a basketball podcast as well. So uh, baseball podcast will be out early. Basketball podcast will be out normal time. So that's going to wrap it up. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Good luck in your contest. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. Take it.